And welcome to our very special podcast show 2023 edition of PodPod, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters about, you guessed it, it's podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) You might be able to hear an awful lot of hubbub in the background. We are recording this at Spiritland, who have set up this brilliant sort of balcony area for us to record overlooking the podcast show. That's the sound of deals being done. <laughs> it is. Right? All around you right very now loudly, in the background. Very loudly, very loudly. So I'm your host, Rihanna Dillon, and this week, instead of a special guest, I'm joined by all of my co-hosts, which is so lovely. We've got Reen Makari, we have Adam Shepard, and of course, Matt Hill, who you just heard. Of course. Of it, course. Was a, it was a contractual agreement. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got producer Emma Corsham listening in and Louise Hill from Rethink watching our every move. So some of us are speaking across the three days, some of us are just wandering around, soaking up the atmosphere, chatting to delegates. So why is the podcast show such an important event in Podcasters Diaries, Matt? We do not get out enough. (laughs) We don't get out enough. We are podcasters. We work alone. We work in small teams. We don't get to meet a lot of the people we're working with. And so having events like this in the calendar, is absolutely vital to our own sanity. Mm. And if we can knock out a few deals while we're here, so much the better. We've only had an evening and a morning, and yet, Adam, you've already been hard at it. You've been on stage. Tell us what your session was about. So I was moderating a panel session this morning on self-starting your podcast career with some of the winners of our first annual Faces to Watch campaign. So we were discussing some of the barriers that you can face when you're coming into podcasting, not from a traditional kind of radio production presenting background, how we as an industry can help to lower some of those barriers and how people that want to get started in the industry, whether that's as independents or as part of a larger organization, how they can really make that first step into into the sector. It's always really hard to tell when you're on stage, but do you think that people in the audience kind of really got something out of that? I feel like that's a really important thing to be talking about. Yeah, and I've actually had a few people already, and it was only a couple of hours ago at time of recording, come up to me and tell me that, that they enjoyed it, which oh, is lovely to that's hear. It's really nice to hear. Yeah. It's a very friendly place, this. And a very friendly industry, I have to say. Yeah, I walked in and the first person I saw in this kind of what are we, in some sort of hangar of hundreds, was Reem. It was your lovely face running up to me. And uh, before we kind of said anything, you were like, I've just seen this, I've just seen it. I'm really excited about this. So what trends, Reem, are you really excited about? Because I feel like you have a million exploding in your brain right now. Yes, so I've been attending the sessions and trying to take some notes and get some new stuff written up or feature stuff written up. And there has been, so far, it's only been, like like you said, an evening and a morning, and so many trends have already been talked about. The biggest things I've heard so far were AI and subscriptions. Mm-hmm. AI in terms of, is everyone excited about it? Is everyone terrified? I'm terrified. <laughs> and how is it going to be used as part of a podcast strategy? And also subscriptions as a way to increase your revenue, especially in a times of uncertainty. Like, how can subscriptions benefit you in a way where like, you're getting direct revenue from fans rather than relying on the overall market so lots of conversations about that just very very interesting people talking about that as well 
How do you think? Because there are so many, like I said, so many podcasts here from all different walks. You know, there are stands, we've got Sky, we've got the BBC, but we've also got independent brands as well. How do you think those voices are kind of balanced out? Do you think that it is weighted at the moment towards bigger companies or independent podcasters are still managing to kind of come through? I think with the independent podcasters, like, yes, okay, they might not have the same financials as the big companies to have those big stands and and kind of really show off at the event, but they are coming and they're learning and they're also talking, which is really important. And I think the biggest part of this event is the networking, like that's the heart of the event. Mm -hmm. And they are coming up and speaking to people and sharing what shows they're working on and what kind of people uh, they're working with and promoting others. And I think that's where the independents really shine is throughout these conversations. And even if they don't have those stands compared to the big companies. Mm. I have been so amazed to see so many faces, so many people that I know from all over the industry, but also many other industries, TV industry, PR, obviously podcast, but radio. And that's been really, really lovely. I've seen Tim Burgess from The Charlatans. I mean, everyone is here. Matt, you know pretty much everybody, I think, who's ever made a podcast. So (laughs) Yeah, but then I have to remember their name. Yeah, I know. That's really hard. Wandering around and people must be stopping you every three minutes. Uh, You actually get to see anything. uh, It's nice to mooch. I mean... A bit like when we used to do the BAFTA podcast yeah. together, Rihanna, like about eight years ago, there'd be all these sessions that people were going into and our job was basically just to stay outside mm-hmm. and ask other people what the takeaways were. Yeah. So I haven't been into a single session mm-hmm. and I probably won't. <laughs> yeah. But what I will do is ask everyone what the key takeaways were, <laughs> which is partly what this podcast is, yes, I think, right? definitely. And I, yeah, I think it's, it's sort of a real, you kind of forget sometimes that podcasting is an audio medium and yet it has film companies... TV companies, newspapers, magazines, journalists, as well as influencers, and then, yes, some radio people also here as well. And it's this really wonderful confluence of all those things coming together to kind of create a really unique thing. If I'm honest, like, the theme this year, and I think it was last year as well, is money. (laughs) And it will probably be for a while. Like, that is what everyone is interested in. How to make more money, how to make sure the CPMs don't go down. Mm -hmm how to invest more in bigger hits. And there have been, you know, there's a bit of a, a little tension in the industry as people start to scale back investment a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've seen, as we said, we've documented before, Sony kind of pulling back slightly on their narrative podcasts, Spotify sort of like just pulling back a little bit in terms of their investment. Advertisers obviously are just a little wary and all sectors of advertising mm-hmm. or just podcasting. So. It's really great to see everyone come together to kind of put their game face on, basically, and give us the best of podcasting this year. Mm. It's interesting that you say, you know, podcasting is an audio medium. I mean, it is, but one of the big trends that I'm starting to see this year is video is being treated as much more of a given for podcasting now. It's at the point where having a video element to your podcast is no longer remarkable. In fact, in many ways, it's starting to feel more notable if you don't have a video component to your strategy. And I think that is the start of a real sea change where video podcasts are just going to become the norm, if they're not already. I think it really helps when you know you have a podcast attached to an existing social channel which is already doing great work. And so that video content comes much more natural to, you know, influencers particularly. And, you know, you're seeing a huge amount of, like, totally new shows appearing on YouTube that are getting mm. huge audiences that also have a podcast stream, but their podcast exists primarily on YouTube. 
I think it's sort of like beholden on a lot of existing shows to think, well, what, what can we do to visualize this and take on some of those big YouTube shows that are happening? Because ultimately, and I think this is the most reassuring thing about it, is that even if your show is on YouTube, even if it is very nicely shot, most people aren't watching it. Mm. They want it to look good because they want to know they're about to invest in some quality listening. Mm. But once they've actually started pressing play and listening, they are now then doing something else with their, you know, a second screen or mm. checking emails or whatever. It's not like they're watching intently this podcast no. visualization. So I think, you know, don't worry, like it's all still about the audio. Mm. It just happens to be you've got to present yourself as something professional and slick so that people can really buy into what they're about to listen to. Yesterday at the advisory panel, someone from UTA was saying that you're only setting yourself up for failure if you don't have video. And especially if you have a conversational podcast, you should be having video because it's just another extension of your format. Mm. And then they were saying how you can use it on socials as well to grow your audience. But then someone in the crowd asked, how do you convert social media engagement into listeners? How do you convert that? Because it doesn't always automatically mean that the people that are watching your videos, say on like on TikTok or on Instagram, doesn't mean that they're listening to your podcast. Well, that's why it's actually quite a relief that YouTube are now sort of curating podcasts because it was always really hard to get people from YouTube onto a podcast. But if they're at least able to listen and be monetized on the same platform, that's going to be better for everyone. Mm. And in fact, one of the other big trends that is starting to emerge is podcasts being treated as one distinct part of a much wider sort of media ecosystem, not just for large brands and large publishers, but even for creators. You know, a podcast very rarely exists in isolation now. It's a podcast and a TikTok account and a YouTube channel and social media and you know, maybe even stuff like newsletters and their own website, but it's part of this whole holistic brand media platform effectively. And that's becoming much, much more of a requirement for anyone that's seriously trying to make a living in the creator economy. I suppose in the name of transparency, have you been listening to any of this thinking about what PodPod can be doing? Because we are... Absolutely. We're filming this. I know, for the first time, we are filming a PodPod episode. <laughs> for the benefit of the tape, I am shocked. <laughs> Despite the fact that the uh, screen is right in front of you. <laughs> They're oh, even more shocked. <laughs> but yeah, we will be doing stuff with this video as a test case, effectively, because it is... It's more of a requirement now than it ever has been. And I don't see that trend going backwards at all. Another trend that I really feel has been growing and growing, which you've sort of mentioned already, is AI. Mm. Everyone I've been speaking to has mentioned AI in some form. How do you think that that's creeping in? Is this an insidious thing or is it actually about how we can utilize it to make podcasting a better place? It is very definitely a time saver, but you've just got to keep an eye on it to make sure that it is accurate. So a really good example is that at Rethink Audio, we do a daily show called Today in History with the Retrospectors. We record six in a recording session. It goes out six days a week. And so you've got to write six loads of show notes. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of show notes. Mm -hmm. And so what we found is that if we just basically take the transcript of the show, which are 10 minutes long, feed that into Bard, and say, summarize this into some show notes. That's a good first draft. And then we can sort of work from that into making it and shaping it how we need it to be. Mm. But it probably takes like maybe 
10 minutes off the time of making one show note. And that way we can maybe save ourselves an hour, hour and a half a week. Mm. That's great to have that time back. And that's really only come in in the last two or three months. So yeah, it's absolutely going to make a big difference for just getting rid of some of those menial tasks, I think. Yeah, absolutely. AI is a tool, right? And, you know... It's going to be cross that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's it's a tool. And there's that famous saying, when all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And (laughs) AI doesn't need to be applied everywhere. And in, in fact shouldn't be applied everywhere. Mm. One of the big stories from this week is that Spotify has started looking at rolling out AI for host-read ads. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Spotify may not do it, but dollars to donuts, someone is going to try it. And Wait, what does that mean? What, What could that look like if it did go ahead? So essentially what it is, is Spotify will take a voice print of of your voice Mm -hmm. and then will just effectively rather than you having to record say eight different ad reads it is hard to be fair yeah exhausting I feel for you yeah Yeah. but also like so they'll they'll take that then and rather than you having to re-record eight different ad reads they will just feed the the marketing copy into this AI voice model and it will just do the host read in your voice on the face of it, that sounds like an excellent time saver. But at a certain point, they kind of don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like from a creative perspective in terms of, you know, do you just get like fractional residuals from the use of your voice? Do you get any say in what they use your voice to promote? To what extent does you sort of agreeing to that sign away your rights to control how your voice is, is used. And it's a very tricky area that could throw up a lot of unexpected problems if not very carefully watched. Reem? Also, like, as a podcast listener as well, the beauty of host read ads is the fact that you get that personality of the host. Mm. You get a little story sometimes. Sometimes they do a little accents. Like, it's funny. <laughs> it's nice. It's engaging. And yeah. that's the reason that you would end up engaging with an ad to begin with because you like the personality of the host. If you have AI using a synthetic voice of the host and then trying to make a fake personality... Listeners aren't really going to connect with that. Right. I don't think they will. It takes and away the entire point. Yes, mm. yes. I don't know how, how they're going to feel about it. And then I've also just come from a session on AI and they were talking about whether you need to be putting disclaimers as well with the host read ads that are done by AI. Is that because then the fans will be able to trust you? Also about the importance of owning your IP with your voice, like your voice is your IP as a podcaster, and the fact that you should be paid the same if they're using AI for host reads in the same way that if you were doing it manually, mm. you shouldn't be paid less. It's not going to be a revolution in VOs, right? I think it will definitely be used in some circumstances. Terms and conditions, for example. Oh, yeah. You know, that is, well, 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 that bit. That is yeah. a real challenge, right? <laughs> to get that done in eight I've seconds. I've never done it, luckily. Well, there you go. Well, maybe now. <laughs> With some artificial intelligence, it might, it, might, have to. it might have to, you yeah. know, it might be fine. But I do think that, you know, 100 years of radio advertising, to refine it down to, like, uh, being warm and personable and persuasive, I think, you know, the whole industry is geared towards how to channel that in a 30-second or 10-second spot 
to I, the idea that they're just going to rip all that up mm -hmm. to have some AI in it. You know, I'm sure there'll be some testing to see what what flies, but mm -hmm. I can't see it being the the new norm. I think it will probably end up being, you know, sort of like effectively like we have with podcast ads. You know, you've got your host read warmth. That's the most persuasive. Then you've got your programmatic, and then you'll probably have your AI. But you won't be able to charge as much for it. Yeah. Mm. I wonder what Don Draper would say. Where I see this working is in ad customization, if you like. So say, for example, and I think I remember seeing something about B&Q actually exploring mm -hmm. this, is like, say you have a brand like BT and they want to do local advertising, but, you know, on podcasts. So they record, you know, one host read that has the details of whatever the promotion or event it is that they're doing, and most of it is done in one host read record. But then they use AI to record the details of the individual, like, local stores. So, you know, the address and directions mm -hmm. details or opening hours or whatever. The bit that doesn't really need to be particularly, you know, warm and fluffy and inviting because it's just information yeah. delivery. And, you know, rather than re-recording like 25 different host reads with slight variances mm -hmm. and head to your local B&Q in Leamington Spa, that I can see being a bit more effective and a bit less objectionable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... Enough of AI, I think, <laughs> I know there are like other news stories that are dropping. Matt? Well, oh, it's all gossip, isn't it? Because I haven't been into a session, so I just hear things. What have you been hearing on the well, podcast? Well, you're the podcast whisperer. Like, I know that Dino Sophos is going to announce a new show <gasps> on Thursday. Mm. And, I mean, this is going out after, but mm. just to kind of give it a little bit of mystique, the show will be not unlike something that he used to make at the BBC. Hmm. Mm. I have no idea what you're talking about, Matt. wonder what that could possibly be. <laughs> so, uh, Complete yes. mystery. Make, make of that what you will. <laughs> Anything else that you've heard on the grapevine, Reem? Well, there was a news story that came out on PopPod yesterday, which was also based on the advisory panel session, and they were talking about how consolidation could be a good thing. Um, Tell us a bit more about industry. that. So basically, consolidation meaning that we'll be coming mostly affecting production companies in the UK being bought out by bigger companies. And that is not necessarily a bad thing because it means more money is coming in. Mm. And more money coming in means it gives you more freedom to be creative with the content. So I think many people have the perspective of like consolidation being a bad thing with the industry and that affects a lot of independence. But that it doesn't always necessarily have to be an evil thing in the UK at least because it just means more money. And that was basically one of the highlights from the advisory panel session yesterday that went out yesterday. Mm. So, Rihanna, you've been busily quizzing us. What are you particularly excited to see over the course of uh, today? Where's my calendar? <laughs> what I've really been enjoying is this podcast show app. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to navigate, if I'm completely honest. But, uh, enjoying is a really sort of masochistic kind of vibe. It's kind of like, I will master this, I will. Um, will not defeat me. <laughs> yes. Well, the one that I'm really excited about is bravery, brand building and beer. Uh -huh. <laughs> How Brewdog made, was that? La Out? Yes, loud. Loud. Yep. A reality with that Peter Crouch podcast. Yeah, you can tell that I've really been... Uh, I heard, I heard the moderator is very hot. Apparently incredible. <laughs> Gorgeous, clever, intelligent. We're talking about Reem, by the way. <laughs> In case that wasn't true. It's not me. 
<laughs> I'm very excited for that. But also, a very British cult has got a session going on later, mm. um, which I was a big fan of, mm. am a big fan of. The trouble is, so many things that I want to watch today are all at the same time. Yeah. Reem, you and I are going to be doing some testing of something. Yes, uh, Nomono. We're going to be testing their new product as well. What is Nomono? It's the, the sound capsule, mm -hmm. I believe it's called. The one with the wireless yes. mics, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically a podcast studio in a box. I it's, really like the idea of this mm. for naming no names, but we, you know, we work with some talent who are not very good with tech. Mm. <laughs> and sometimes they have to operate it on their own yeah. because they lead busy lives. Oh, God, this is making me feel a bit... I know you're not talking about me because I'm... No, 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 I'm not. I'm looking at you, but I'm talking about you. But, uh, but it does make me feel a bit this sick feels like watching a people great, yeah. trying to navigate technology. Yeah, yeah, it is great to be able to have something like even... It, I mean, it's pretty... It's pricey. But I think, yeah, I'd be interested to hear how it goes for you guys. Yeah, Ooh. I'm quite excited about that. I'm not very techy, but that's why we have Emma. Also <laughs> <running> <laughs> Emma's nodding. Yeah. Well, part of the sell of this product is that you don't have to be techy to use it, supposedly. Mm -hmm. It does all of the kind of recording and saving and uploading to the cloud for easy archiving and access and whatnot. But also, I believe it even does some onboard kind of auto-leveling and kind of noise reduction and yeah. like a lot of bells and whistles, mm -hmm. you know, with the idea being that you can just, you know, pop it down in really any space mm -hmm. and just talk at it and kind of not really worry about it too much. You still need to turn it on though, right? <laughs> yes, I think that's, I think that is still a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a panel, Audio Disrupted, Meet the Women at the Forefront of Podcasting, mm. which is just like exactly my kind of session. So I'm really hoping that I'll be able to make it along to that. There's just too much. There's too much <laughs> over the next couple of nights. What I'm really excited about is our uh, Pod Pod Night Out tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> team social. We've never had a team social. This is like a proper, proper... I can't believe we've never had no a team social. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to be just great. We exist in a bubble, don't we? Yes, there we yes. go. That's why things like this are useful, aren't they? Absolutely. An excuse to bring people together. Yes. And we're going to be wandering around as well, doing Vox Pops with various people. We're going to be grabbing them with our Pod Pod mics. Is there anyone that you think that I should be really targeting that's, that's quite a, that's quite an ask isn't it well uh looking just beyond this uh lovely uh, barrier here i can see at the back brett spencer from city university who has the new podcasting course starting oh, fantastic. and he is a great person to talk to about the need for podcasters to have some media training yeah who'd have thought it we yeah, can't yeah. all be self-taught there's some fiddly <laughs> things we should know like media law uh, yeah i mean like the thing is the the beauty of events like this is being able to walk around all the stalls and meet people and Audio UK are here who represent mm. uh, all the audio indies mm -hmm. yes. uh, in the, the UK. It's not surprising, it's in the name. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, they've they just done a, quite a punchy rebuttal of BBC's new plans for moving some of their in-house shows to BBC Studios, their commercial arm. Yes. It would be interesting to hear their take on what that means for commercial indies who want to work with the BBC and whether really if the BBC studios are going out to do shows in their sector maybe they should have more rights for making shows on the BBC. Mm. Well, one of the things I love about this event is that everyone who's here has something to contribute. Everyone who's here has an interesting perspective and some kind of insight 
into the the podcast world, whether that's as an independent who's just starting out with like you know one mic or no mics mm-hmm. and a phone, mm-hmm. and they're just making it work, or whether it's someone who's part of an enormous kind of multinational media giant who's working at the sharp end of things like you know revenue optimization and ad fill rates and all of that kind of really in-depth nitty-gritty everyone has a perspective and events like this just bring them all together in a really nice way also it's just nice seeing everyone we've had on the podcast in person i ran into jake chadner from podimo who we had on last week ross adams is here and he came from the u.s Mm. Um, oh i saw ross wandering around yeah Yeah, fiona fraser everyone that we've had remotely is here in person and it's just so much fun actually getting to see them and saying hello and being like oh i'm the person from emails (laughs) this is me this is how i look like yeah, I'm the person who's been consistently bugging you for the yeah. last few months. Hello, I'm here to bug you in person. Yeah. Brianna, are you taking photos during this? Yeah, I'm taking photos of you guys. Right. You realise there's like I a full on. HD rig here for yeah, just this kind of thing, right? Nothing beats a shonky phone <laughs> that I can put on Twitter to three likes. I'm so right? sorry, Spiritland. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who are you hoping to doorstop bring? Because you've already done a couple. Yes, I have. I spoke to um, Triton this morning. They are everywhere. They're in Australia and Montreal and the US. And they've all kind of come together for this tent. So it's nice talking to Triton. Mm-hmm. I spoke to Veriton, Glassbox. Just so many people that I can't remember everyone at the moment. But um, <laughs> I think, it's, uh, uh, like I said, the people I've been speaking to over email on LinkedIn, uh, th- those are the people I'm just most excited to speak to because it's just nice to actually make a connection and and see that podcasters are real people and not, not voices. Yeah, that's true. This is, this is quite a good point because, uh, as you mentioned, Matt, you've done a lot of Vox Pops over the years. With, with you. Without, yeah, yeah with, um, without me. Stuff, yeah. um, what would your kind of top tips be for just like kind of going up to random people at a space like this where, of course, you know, everyone has got a reason to be here. It's not quite being on the street, but presumably you need a little bit of coaxing to get people on mic. Well, I think the main thing is to stick to what they know. So, obviously, key takeaways from the session. What session have you been to? Tell us what the, mm-hmm. the one thing you got out of the session that mm-hmm. everyone should know. But also, I think, just remembering that there's a life outside the conference as well. So being able to talk a little bit about what's going on in the wider audio industry and bringing it back to like things that will have an impact for people who couldn't be here this week. Yeah, I think that's always really important. So... Yeah, I think a kind of combination of inside-outside, I think, would be my tip. Nice. I like that. Inside-outside. Okay, let's go on a little roam then around (laughs) the podcast show. I've just doorstopped one of my favourite people in podcasting. Um, please could you introduce yourself and uh, tell us why you're at the podcast show? Okay, my name is Axel Kakutie and uh, I am an audio artist and poet and I am here speaking about, I'm going to be talking about sound design and Dolby uh, very soon. What time is it? Yes, very soon, basically. Oh, very yeah, soon. No, yeah, it's, 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 it should be fun. It should be fun. Have you had a chance to sort of wander around yourself? Have you spoken? Have you seen anyone in the podcast world? I've seen some friendly, familiar faces. Mm-hmm. I've seen some friendly new faces as well. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and some old-time faces as well. Hello. Hey. And, um, but yeah, no, this is like my first time ever um, being here. Oh, cool. And it's been probably like... 
10 minutes since I've been here and it, yeah it's interesting it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to take in in a, in a very curious excited like kid in a candy shop type of way kind of thing what yeah. kind of uh, things are you going to be talking about then can you give us a little what tease kind of things going to be talking about going to be talking about the beauty and the art of sound design mm-hmm. and um how it is its own factor in the storytelling of whatever thing you're trying to, to, to put together, essentially. And just the exciting new things that, whether it's Dolby Atmos, whether it's uh, virtual reality, um, how audio is thinking for the everyday person, um, specifically through sound and how that helps create a more immersive experience. Do you think since you started talking about the importance of sound design, because I've kind of seen you talking about it recently, it feels like it's been kind of growing and growing. Do you think that your message is getting across? Do you think people are really listening and thinking about how to create the soundscape to their podcasts? I think so. I think there's a small shift now of people remembering or realizing, oh yeah, we need to talk to a sound designer sooner. Um, Because this is like, oh, it is part of the storytelling. And if you create a nicely fully formed script without thinking about the sound at any point, and then realize, you know, there's, there's, there's less you can do with the story as opposed to thinking, how do I show rather than tell kind of mm-hmm. thing like that. And yeah, once you, once you start thinking about that and get creative with that, I think it opens up for some creative uh, sound design, basically. Storytelling, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been working on recently that you're really proud of? Ooh. Well, I've been working with Shade Podcast, Lou Mensa. Um, oh, amazing. There's something that's due to be coming out at the end of this month. I saw her talking oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was very yes, excited. Uh, that's a great it's, collab yeah, it's, right it's, there. It's, it's a nice little addition to an, an installation I'm in the tape. Liz Johnson, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been some beautiful ongoing things there and that will be on from May till November, I think. So yeah, feel free to, to step in if you want. Yeah. Axel, nice. thank you so much for talking to us thank and you. good luck with your talk as well. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to need to find a stage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Bye. My name is Lisa Hack. I'm the Senior Technical Practice Tutor of Radio, currently known as Radio at Goldsmiths College, University of London. Amazing. And I'm Anna Harris. I'm a Master's Student on Lisa's radio course at Goldsmiths. Fantastic. So why are you at the podcast show? We thought bringing the students to the podcast show was a really good way of introducing them into the industry as they near the end of their course and we're here with other tutors to introduce them to people and companies they're about to do work experience Mm -hmm. and are looking for placements across the industry and it's just good to get out the classroom and into the real world and actually say you know hey this is what it's like these are the yeah these are the companies you need to know this is the tech you need to know about Mm -hmm. and just you know get them outside of the classroom and as someone who is looking to perhaps break into the industry, what have been like your key takeaways so far? Um, it's been really interesting getting to see how people network and how people like talk to each other and how kind of ideas get off the ground. That's been really cool because it seems like lots of stuff is fermenting here. Yeah. Um, if that's not a horrible <laughs> word. Fermenting, I think, is the perfect <laughs> word. And um, it's been... It's just, it's really nice because it can feel a little bit isolating and so it's really nice to see that there's this huge community out there waiting for us when we do finally... finish the MA and sort of sign the dotted line. That's a really nice way of thinking about it because I guess I kind of walked in and thought oh god this is so overwhelming. But I thought that too. But you're right though it does show how big the community is. Yeah absolutely and everybody seems very nice and very very friendly and it's nice that it's such a, it's nice that it's something that is creative that you have to do with other people Mm -hmm. because it's really, it like builds on itself and it's nice that like there's so much teamwork going on. Yeah. That's very, that's very exciting. 
How is the, you kind of said that you're working across radio, radio is in the title, but how are universities adapting to podcasts? So I think we're, we're seeing new master's programs come out at other universities. At Goldsmiths, the MA radio course is quite firmly established within the industry. The course name is going to be changing to MA, audio, radio and podcasts. I think there might be some brackets involved or there might be a <laughs> comma involved. It's been printed in various guises, but essentially <laughs> it recognises that it's not just about radio. The course content mm -hmm. has also changed. So with the uh, master students, uh, one of the first projects they do is to work collaboratively in teams and to make podcasts. They all make a, an episode of a podcast series. So they work together on an individual podcast and then they, they create a narrative arc across them. So it's, it's changing what we ask them to make, but then also us coming to events like this and talking to people and listening to what does the industry yeah. need. You, you do a course like this and you go and work for the BBC, that's no longer the case. Mm. Now there are other outlets who are making podcasts or audio even within the arts sector in terms of you know, audio guides um, and collaboration with video or collaboration with other art forms mm -hmm. and bringing audio into that. I'm here as part of the Goldsmiths sort of team who are here today, but part of the other thing that I do is that I'm one of the founders and organizer of the Multitrack Audio Fellowship. And we have worked at making the industry a bit more inclusive by changing kind of recruitment practices, bringing people in so they get paid placements at companies. Mm -hmm. We've worked with Audio UK here on yeah. this as well who've been very supportive we've had a reasonable degree of success seeing some of the fellows up on platforms during talks today has been really heartwarming and you know we're still working towards with companies and we're happy to work with companies if they want to talk about how they change recruitment processes and you know invite people into an industry you know as we can hear it's just buzzing yeah thank you so much Still at the podcast show with my mate James Fraser Payne. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Rihanna. How are you? Good. I'm good. So tell us why you're here and what you've seen and what you've kind of taken away from the session so far. Well, I'm a producer and I work for a company called Folding Pocket mm -hmm. and we produce podcasts as the majority of the people are here today <laughs> yep. do as well. Uh, so I've seen quite a few bits and pieces. I saw a really good talk with... Dan Schreiber. Oh yeah. Uh, Paul Chowdhury was there. It was heard, it was hosted by Global mm -hmm. and it was about what they're looking for with their comedy podcasts and the best kind of things to incorporate in that and why comedy podcasts are so big at the moment. Uh-huh. Which was really interesting. Yeah. And uh, Audible, I'm not I would have loved to have gone to the Audible one. What was that about? Yeah, the Audible one was really interesting as well. So their sort of style of doing comedy podcasts at the moment they're really looking for premium content mm -hmm. so they've got this whole structure where they're looking for six episodes with really really big names oh okay and they do proper writing workshops with the talent and then they incorporate improv and scripting into it right and they had names like French and Saunders that they're working mm -hmm. with they're doing the stuff with the guys from Corrupt FM mm -hmm. Mo Gilligan's got a new show of course he has so but it's, it's quite interesting this idea of comedy podcasts moving away from just interview based mm -hmm. podcasts to more structured 
almost like TV shows yeah, and audio. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. With like something that has come up a lot, like the word of the day is kind of AI. And Ooh. I know that you you host a sci-fi podcast as well. So it's kind of like, I feel like your two interests intersecting <laughs> here. What do you think about the kind of use of AI in podcasting? Wow. Well, in my little sci-fi podcast I do on the side, uh, we did a whole series on AI and the dangers of AI. Uh, and that and was I'm, in film? Yeah, in film. Um, so yeah, in our podcast, we do different sub-genres mm -hmm. every series. And it's called Journey Free Sci-Fi, quick little plug. Nice. Uh, so we did a whole series on AI and then coming here and hearing about how prominent AI is coming into the forefront of podcasting is yeah. really interesting because I heard a whole little bit in one of the talks I was at about how the possibility of not getting talent to do red ads mm -hmm. anymore they can save their time yeah, record their voice yeah. and they can say what they want which I think is a real danger in that yeah. a real danger exactly what we were talking about yeah. earlier you I'm need that organic back and forth you Absolutely. can't and i mean i know talent they struggle with scripted ad reads anyway mm -hmm. they want it to be authentic and in their own voices and then if you take that away mm -hmm. and script it up and then get an ai voice to do it yeah tricky <laughs> tricky territory thank you so much james no worries enjoy the rest of your day you too Please, could you introduce yourself and tell us why you're at the podcast show? Um, my name is Bernard Achimpong. I'm the founder and creative director of Unedited, which is an audio production company. I'm here because I think the podcast industry in the UK is turning. Mm -hmm. And I say it's turning because we've been super served in terms of the audio consumers in the UK by the BBC, which is not a bad thing. But all of a sudden, we have these new players in the market who are brands and who are streaming platforms and we as creators need to get a bit more entrepreneurial mm -hmm. about how we create those deals that get the audio made. So that's why I'm here to see who's out here, who's interested in making some interesting deals, yeah. whether that's platforms, whether that's tools, whether that's equipment sales. And I was in one of your sessions earlier, I've already mentioned it on the podcast, which was all about IP, which we've done a whole podcast on. What were your kind of key takeaways from that session? Because you were sort of there as host, but also you were asking people to bring their own I'm a bit of a podcast advocate. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think IP in podcasting is really key, especially, as I said, we're a bit more entrepreneurial. It's not just about the fees anymore. It's not just about the producer fees or the talent fees. There's got to be an ongoing relationship, things like producer locks for future series, things like back-end relationships if your podcast becomes a Netflix documentary. Mm -hmm. All of those things are important and we need to learn about them. So that's why we put that session on. Have you managed to get to any other sessions? So I've just been to a session about how to hire into the industry and how to make sure that your hiring processes are more diverse. Uh -huh. So that was really interesting. Um, I'm just about to go to one on sound design because I'm a big audio geek. Is that geek. Axel's one? Yeah, okay. so I'm a massive audio geek, yep. so yeah. And then I'm doing one this afternoon with an author called Jade LB, uh -huh. which is around taking your idea from one position to another. Fantastic. Bernard, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. My name's Neil Cowling. I'm the founder of Fresh Air Production, and we make podcasts for brands. So I come out of a history of making work for broadcast radio, but now very much focused on taking those production qualities and bringing brands into the podcast world. 
So what kind of things have people been, because you have an incredibly eye-catching stand here at the podcast <laughs> show. Like big headphones, yeah. Massive headphones, they're amazing. Do they do anything? Nope. Okay. They just, they, well, they light up. <laughs> oh, that's pretty but, impressive. Um, no, we, we haven't, you can't listen to anything. It on looks it, very no. cool, though. Thank you. What have people been coming to talk to you about? Have you had Apart brands? from having their photos Apart taken from, yeah. from the headphones. Um, they've been coming to talk, uh, really, uh, they're interested in what we do, so they're interested in uh, how brands get involved in podcasting. I think sometimes there are brands who kind of come here to just explore the podcast world. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily in the medium yet, but they are interested in what it can do for the brand and how audio is different from video because lots of brands create lots of video content and understand what they look like and understand their tone of voice when it comes to visuals but they don't really it it scares them to take the pictures away and then see what kind of content they can create so that's a lot about what we do so we've been explaining that to to people and um, it's also just it's a good place to catch up with people that you haven't seen for a long time and, and, and just have conversations that would otherwise take six months to arrange <laughs> have you had a chance to have a look at who else is here or go and see um, any sessions and um, yeah it's, it's it's a really wide range I mean I think there are other creators like us there's other podcast companies it's a real mix of for us because we're on the because we're looking for marketing clients there aren't that many people like us to be honest but we're surrounded by people that we've worked with in the past mm-hmm. or the are useful in the most in the nicest way to us. It's one of the things I love about having come out of a radio industry, yeah. which is very bitchy. Um, <laughs> and, and really, he said it. Yeah, and, and, and uh, it, it, coming out of that to an industry like podcasting, where we genuinely all want to raise the profile of the industry, want to make the industry better, more professional, more widely and highly regarded. And therefore, it doesn't feel like we're surrounded by competitors, people that are trying to take work off us. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had lots of conversations today with people who we would regard as competitors. And we're all doing well, so good for us. And, you know, there's no no animosity that goes without at all. It's a really lovely atmosphere. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's really helpful. Cheers. I'm Becca Newson from Carver PR. I head up our podcast team here. We were here just to connect with people we've not seen in person for ages because we see everyone in their little Zoom boxes most of the time. And to connect with new people as well, um, you know, off the back of last year, we had some great new business, some really interesting independent podcasters, Mm -hmm. brand new production companies we started working with. Um, Yeah, and just to be here and be part of the buzz it's great so i see that you've got the a british podcast award from 2021 thinking about it now because we're i mean the podcast awards have been going for quite a few years what kind of impact do you think that it has on podcasters obviously it is just you know we've had anecdotal evidence and people telling us what an incredible impact that the awards has had mm-hmm. on their you know on their podcast i think um it's ben brick from have you heard George's podcast, which is just mm-hmm. speaking about how tenfold, I think he said like a hundred times. Kind of you swept know, the ball, yeah, didn't it? completely. And it just the amount of listens that that created for them. Yeah. I think what's really interesting, and we did, we did it last year as well, is as an agency, so a PR agency, what we did last year is we created this sort of winner's hub. And essentially what we do is we pitch out the winners to media, try mm-hmm. and get them, you know, 
what's brilliant about the BPAs is that it's not just your massive production companies that win. You have people up and coming, rising stars who have never had PR before. Yeah. So for them to be on local radio talking about their win, it's lovely. It's really heartwarming, but also has a really massive difference mm-hmm. to their listenership. Um, so that's what we've been focusing on doing. So this year as well, we'll definitely be doing that, pitching out the winners for interviews, just showing that extra level of, right, this is how the BPAs want to support you and support the industry as yeah. well. And that's been, been really key and, and absolutely lovely doing it. I am the co-owner and creative director of Stack and I present some of the shows that we've got on our roster and produce, executive produce a few others as well. So yeah, when we came here last year we had a lot of fun, I met a lot of people, we, a couple of relationships that we have fostered this year and a couple of podcasts we've launched we actually met at this show last year so it's been really really useful for us really for networking and saying hello, that dirty word networking seemed to work out really well for us last year so when they give us the opportunity to return it's a bit of a no-brainer really because coming from radio myself about four years ago I think everyone that I know who used to work in radio now works in podcasts so there's a lot of people in the room that I know which is really really nice and uh, yeah everyone's really really friendly What do you think is going to be a big trending topic this year? I think YouTube and video podcasts obviously something that people are wrestling with the kind of old school idea of not wanting to cannibalise your listens by putting out on, on YouTube and stuff I think it's been consigned to the past a little bit and I think video podcasts is obviously it sounds ridiculous to say it in 2023 like it's the most exotic thing in the world but video podcasts are still in a in its in a nascent state so having conversations about how best to represent oneself on, on in video and also how to monetize those listens as well I think a lot of the audio based podcast companies are quite sanguine and quite relaxed about putting their shows out in, in video form these days yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of pans out over the next couple of years so yeah we're launching a couple of products this year that are a bit more visual let's say so yeah it's, it's going to be a really interesting year for that I think Sharon Taylor, I'm the SVP of Podcast Strategy and Product Operations at Triton Digital. I am Australian, but I live in Montreal, and I look after all things podcasting for Triton, which is a provider of digital audio solutions. What are you most excited to see from the podcast show? Last year was amazing. It was their first year, and I think everyone was quite surprised at the show they pulled off. So I'm just looking forward to seeing them raise the bar again this year, the content they've pulled in, not just us on panels, but all of the shows. I think it's going to be a really good couple of days. And what do you think is going to be a trending topic this year? I think video is still on everyone's minds, like whether podcasting will become video, whether it's already video, whether video will swallow podcasting. I think monetization, we are experiencing a bit of like a slump in dollars at the moment coming to the space. And so I think a lot of people are going to be looking at new ways to monetize until the ad dollars come flowing back. And I hope to be surprised by some stuff on the panels as well. What do you think is going to be a trend in podcast advertising in the next coming year? That's a good question. I do wonder if people are going to start playing around more with bundling packages. If you were like the New York Times, you could run ads as well as sell subscriptions. I think we're going to see a big push of that, especially with Apple doing what they're doing. People trying to figure out how to sell video ads into the YouTube space and video podcasting. People moving more towards dynamic ad insertion, realizing that a host read ad can be dynamically inserted and still feel really authentic and really good, and inevitably a greater push into programmatic as we attract new buyers and they want the scale that they're looking for. In the past year, there's been um, kind of an economic crash and it's led to a lot of podcast companies cutting back on costs and also just saying that they were facing challenges. How do you think the podcast industry is going to come back from that um, and how will they go up? I think it's a normal part of maturing as an industry. Podcasting is still really, really young and 
it needed to have lots of money injected into it so that we could get to the place of technical and advertising that we needed. And this is just the next stage of our evolution. It means tightening the belts a little bit, making more sensible decisions, which you do as a mature industry. The advertisers will come back. It hasn't dropped completely off a cliff. We're seeing a strong rebound in our programmatic exchanges now this month. I think the dollars will come back because the listing hasn't left. So that's it from our special pod pod pod. Odd. At Odd. podcast show 2023. Should I say that in a better way? No, I think that's it. <laughs> this is live, isn't it? This is live. <laughs> no edits. <laughs> no, absolutely no edits. Thank you so much for listening. You can find out. I mean, Reem, you're going to be writing all of this up, aren't you? Yeah. Podpod.com. The most that I can. <laughs> you're going to be on the floor with exhaustion by yeah, the end of the week. Nervous breakdown. <laughs> you can sign up to our daily email bulletins and please do follow us on social. And if you're at the podcast show next year, follow us around. We want to hear from you. We want to yes. speak to you. And rate and subscribe us as well. Obviously, this has been a five-star episode. I think there's no denying that. So make sure you pop that on there. Thank you so much to Adam, Matt and Reem. And of course, Emma Corsham for all her wonderful producing for Haymarket Business Media. I've been your host, Rihanna Dillon, and I will see you next week. Thanks. Great job. Great, Great job, everyone. <laughs>